live from the nation's capital. Of course, we are on Twitch, twitch.tv slash betql, YouTube, the Odyssey app. I just saw a video of uh, Patrick Mahomes. It's the ring celebration tonight for the Chiefs, and they asked him over under on how many cores lights, and he said, I don't put a limit on it. I just go till I can't go anymore. Yeah. It's like this. We're going to get more videos of Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes hammer drunk tonight, it sounds like. Shotgun and beers. Yep. I like Mahomes a lot. Love that guy. Best quarterback ever to play the game. Wow, already. You're already going there, huh? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. I think Mahomes is the greatest. I so mean, right now he's, he's just getting started. He too. could retire today, and he would be the best quarterback in the NFL. He wouldn't be the most seen. decorated. That's Brady. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, Brady can't make those throws. Brady can't roll to his left and throw a 60-yard dart to his right. The the Superman throw this? that they won't put in Madden for whatever reason. Same roster uh, versus one another. Peyton Manning in his prime versus Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes. You would still take Mahomes. Yeah, Mahomes reminds me of, like, Marino and Rodgers. There's just certain guys that could put the ball wherever it needs to be. And I think Aaron Rodgers, I, I thought he was the most talented thrower of the football ever since Dan Marino. Then Mahomes came along, you know, and I tried to make the case, well, you know, Rodgers has been doing it for longer, but no. I mean, Mahomes has already I'd won two say rings. Aaron Rodgers was more, in his prime was more accurate than Patrick Mahomes in his prime. Mahomes can make throws that other people can't, Yeah, but you also had those years where you get like three picks yeah. from Aaron Rodgers. See, like Brady, and I'm not, Brady's the, Brady's the GOAT, right? Like, he's got the rings. He's, he's the guy you want with the ball two minutes to go or down three touchdowns, the comeback against Atlanta. But Brady also had this in his favor for most of those Super Bowls, except for the one in Tampa, Bill Belichick. And also, he had a top five, top ten scoring defense literally every Super Bowl ring. Rodgers had that once, won the Super Bowl that year. You know, like Mahomes never has that. The Chiefs, they always make the right adjustments, and they're always much better defensively the second half of the season. But even like this year, this year proved how great Mahomes was because they traded away Tyreek Hill. Mm -hmm. Everybody thought there was going to be this huge drop-off. We had dum-dums coming on the show saying, oh, you know what's a good bet? The Chiefs to miss the playoffs. Instead, (laughs) I got them to win the division. Yes, I was all over the Chiefs last year. Hammered them on the money line in the Super Bowl. uh, uh, Made a bunch of money off of them. I'm not fading them this year. I just uh, think it's the Chargers' year, or maybe the Jets' year. But Mahomes is awesome, man. I think he's, I think he's the goat already. I mean, physically, he there, he just like does the most stuff. Talented, that, I yeah. Say. yeah. So see, that's what's tough because now you go into this category. Like, how do you define a great player? It's like the same thing with Jordan, LeBron, or whatever. Like, rings. It, it, yeah. Right. Everybody throws out rings, but you have to actually watch them play and like define their full games. Whether it's a quarterback, their physical abilities, the longevity, uh, the accuracy, the 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 growth, the smarts, the brain, like all that pre-snap quarterbacks pre-snap. There's nobody better than Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning is the best ever pre-snap, but... That's it, why I brought that name up. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. And, and you know what? It's just cerebral versus, like, raw, I can do things with the football that mm-hmm. no one else can do. I can fit it into these windows, like, launch angle changes. Yeah. Yeah, see, Peyton was a genius. Like, he loves football, like, the same way that, like... You do. I mean, like, <laughs> all he did, though, but, but I think that was his... Like, not his downfall, but I think that's what always... Like, the reason that he didn't win more rings. Like, Eli, I'm not saying Eli didn't care about football, but Eli had a life. He liked to go out. He liked to party way too much at Ole Miss those first couple of years. Got himself in a little bit of trouble. Got himself suspended. But, like, he just had that, like, uh, the effort attitude. You know what I mean? Like, those Super Bowls against Brady, the undefeated Patriots team. In my opinion, the best football team ever that didn't win a ring. They went undefeated. And he just, like, he was cool, calm, collect in the clutch. Peyton always, I thought, overthought things. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he spent so much time studying and studying and studying. He made the right adjustments, the right audible calls. Omaha. But he always, like, folded under pressure, and that's why Brady would always get him. But I feel like if you ask Bill Belichick, 
who he would rather coach, he may have said Peyton Manning. You know, that's an interesting point, though, when you think about it. A guy that's so cerebral being an overthinker. Because, I mean, that can happen in anything. It's not just in football. I was I mean, just about to say that. That, that happens that. in our business. That happens all the time. You can overthink stuff and not just not just go with it, right? Tom Brady's more of a, I'm going to go that I have confidence in what he can do. Peyton Manning, there was probably more of a, he's overthinking before the, the snap. And yeah. he's looking around. And let's be honest, I mean, there was always more pressure, I, always, I would say, on Peyton Manning because he was the number one overall pick. Tom yeah. Brady was always playing with house money in terms of what his legacy was. Exactly. Even when he was at his best. And, and Peyton knew that. It's not like Peyton Manning didn't know what people said about him. Guys guys can say they don't know, but they know. They know what their legacy is or isn't. Yeah, and, and like it went, even when Peyton was at Tennessee, you know, remember like people at Tennessee didn't love Peyton at the end because he mm-hmm. couldn't beat Florida. Because they kept losing yeah. to Florida. And then he couldn't beat Brady. I mean, he eventually did and got his Super Bowl ring in Indianapolis. I don't really give him credit for that one that he won in Denver because, like, P.J. and me could have probably quarterbacked that team no to the doubt. Super Bowl. Like, he got benched that year. He couldn't throw a 15-yard pass. Remember those wobbly-ass ducks that he was really throwing? It was really bad. Yeah, he got benched that year. Yet, like, his first year in Denver, he had a seven-touchdown game. He was so oh that like, first year he broke every record. It's just Remember crazy that? to think of how much he dropped off though. Right, we talk about running backs falling off of a cliff. Well, it can happen with quarterbacks too. You start hitting that mid thirties even, and you've had a couple of injuries. I mean, yeah. at that point it was like what three neck surgeries for Peyton Manning. He was leaving the country for neck surgery. He was getting, doing, yeah, wasn't yeah. he getting the blood spinning or whatever it is? Yeah, I mean, can't think, do that here. You go to Germany. Think of that though. Like that's insane, man. Like the stuff that he did to get back on the football field and then still had a ridiculous couple of years mm-hmm. and won another Super Bowl with a really good defense. Yep. You also have a lot of money. You can get a lot of special yeah. medical treatments done yeah. that no one else can. Yeah, but Brady, like man. Kobe did back in the day. Brady yeah. was like, like yeah, the he James was a blood Dean. spinner too, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. go to yeah, Germany for that, yeah. Brady was always just like, it would be like the two-minute drill and he would just sit in the pocket and he would just like, he would just be so calm. I've never seen anything like it. You know what I mean? Like you wouldn't, you wouldn't be patting the ball or moving his feet around all nervous. And that's like that's what Joe Burrow kind of reminds me of right now. You know what I mean? Cool, like, yeah. Joe. Yeah. yeah, like just has confidence in what he can see. Yeah, that the amount of confidence you have to have and the preparation that you have, and then still be able to have a life and feel confident to go out on mm-hmm. game day, whatever that game day is for you, right? That's very, very rare. Yeah, incredibly rare to be cool and calm under pressure. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel right now. I. uh I placed a lot of money to, today and yesterday. On what? The Pitt Panthers. Over six and a half wins. How many? How much money did you put on it? Minus 150 and uh, six units. It's going to be a six-unit play for oh, me. Really? And I'm also going to look to bet them a couple times this season. Yeah, and it's funny because last year... Is that my your favorite, favorite bet, win total? Right now it is. Yeah. Yeah, six and a half. I think... I mean, so last it's year... It's your Utah? Nah, not yet. What's, not, your, what's your Utah I don't have year? it yet. No Utah yet? It. Not yet. Not yet. But I do really like uh, Pitt. The reason it can't be my Utah is because Utah was plus money. Yeah. We were plus 250 with them, I believe, to yeah. win the mm-hmm. Pac-12 last year. And Pitt's win total, you got to lay minus 150 juice. But last year, I went under on them. Remember their win total last year opened at 9.5 yes. and closed at 9? Yeah. So that's a three-win adjustment. I just think that's way too much. And it makes sense because they lost all those guys on the defensive side of the ball. They lost seven starters, most of them to the NFL. But on the offensive side of the ball, I think they upgrade because Slovis is gone. Somehow he's the quarterback at BYU. He's like 42 years old. Him and JT Daniels, man, may play football until the day we all die. And they'll play for every program in college football, though, too. JT Daniels is still in college? He's still in college. And, yeah, and uh, they've got Phil... uh, Phil uh, Jerkovic is the quarterback at Pitt now. 
Wow. So And they have his offensive coordinator. I think that's a huge upgrade over Slovis. He's more mobile. He's got a solid arm. His problem is he's been hurt literally his entire tenure at Boston College. We were talking about him as a pro prospect two years ago. So they have him. They got a bunch of weapons at wide receiver. They only really lost Jarrett Wayne. And then, like I said, defensively, you lose seven guys. I don't really like Narduzzi, which is why I went under last year. But the one thing he does really well is he recruits dudes like that fit that program. And on the defensive side of the ball, he's really good at finding them. So top 20 in Havoc rate last season. I don't think there's a huge drop-off. And it's a three-win adjustment. So over six and a half wins for Pitt, minus 150. That's probably my favorite bet so far. But I'll have, you know, probably you, better plays. Who do you think's going to have the best defense in college football this year? I think Texas has just the best everything in college football this year. But I don't I don't feel comfortable sometimes saying that because it's Texas and we do the we're back thing every yeah. year. And what then you, it, you get let down every time. I mean, Bama, Georgia, and the usual suspects. Penn State, though, their defense is going to be very, very good. To me, Penn State is the wild card of the of the whole season. Like in the Big Ten or just the whole season? The whole year. The big, yeah. Because yeah. Drew Aller is a big wild card. They have great running backs, great defense. Um they have Michigan at home this year, and they're at Ohio State. So we'll see. But, uh, yeah, they'd be the team I'd watch. Well, just wait till next year. We got the SEC schedule coming out for 2024, which has Texas and Oklahoma on it. I, like, it's just, this is, this is we're having this all over again. This realignment yeah. is going to be, at that point, so, I mean, maybe we get a better rivalry out of Texas and Alabama down the road. You know, like, it, it, this is going to change stuff in a good way in some spots, but then also it's going to take us, like, three years to go, oh, that's right, now Texas is now in the SEC, and USC is in the Big Ten. It's going to be really, really strange in the next couple of years the of college Pac-12 football. The Pac-12 being in the Big Ten is very weird for mm-hmm. me, personally, as a mm-hmm. Pac-10 person. I'm glad, I, I don't like any of this. PJ, do you like this? You're you're younger no, than us. No. I'm. I feel like I'm a traditionalist and I'm old same. school. No, like, I think we're all kind of in the same boat. It's too much now. Too it's much. getting out of control. Yeah. I'll never forget. You could ask my wife. This is a true story. So like, I miss rivalries, and and especially yes. if you're a college football fan, you actually have a team yeah. because that's the problem. Like I learned this when I was doing radio in Wisconsin. Just like closer to Madison, people care about the Badgers, but like nobody cared about college football, right? Because mm-hmm. if you don't have a team, you know you're probably just more invested in Sundays and, and in the NFL. But, like, if you do have a team and you have a rival, I mean, I grew up just being obsessed with the Notre Dame-Michigan rivalry. And I have most of my buddies are Michigan fans. A lot of my friends went to Michigan. A couple of my buddies actually played at Michigan. I went there. I did a uh, keg stand with Chad Henney like 20 years ago. <laughs> was that his ninth year at school? It yeah, was. It was, probably it was ninth, his third right? year. Mike yeah, Hart okay. was there. Um, it was awesome. <laughs> Uh, Braylon Edwards was there, but oh jeez, his name I've heard in a while. But that was my favorite rivalry, you know, USC Notre Dame, whatever. But like Michigan Notre Dame, I grew up on that. And then the last year that it was happening was the year that my son was born, and it was a Saturday night. And I sit down for the game, and my wife comes out, and she goes, my water broke. And I said, hey, you got to hold no. on. I swear to God, this is how oh. terrible I was that night. I go, this is Notre Dame Michigan for the final time. I never get to watch this ever again. And, and she goes. She said, Get your effing shoes on. I got my bag packed. We're going to the hospital. My water <laughs> broke. And I said, okay. And I watched the game on my phone, and Did I didn't have like very that? good service in the hospital. Oh, they didn't have sure a channel miserable. for whatever reason. And it was, I want to say, on NBC. But um, I love, like, that's, that's I think they're ruining college football. It's only going to get worse. That's the problem. It's, it's like co- a minor league. And you got to think, too, this isn't just going to affect college football. It's also college basketball. So you're going to have all this realignment going on in college basketball, which makes it even worse. All the movements for football, but then college basketball gets changed along with it. And I hate it. It's like I say, still to this day, Maryland in the in the Big Ten is sacrilegious to me, PJ. I hate it. 
fact they don't play Duke anymore, yes. North Carolina, Virginia. It yeah. Su- yeah, it sucks. Yeah. It yeah. sucks. I don't want to see Portland. I don't want to see Oregon have to play, like, Ohio Rutgers. State. Rutgers. <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't like, – that's stupid to me. Yeah, that is. I mean, so at this bad. point, just don't make conferences – like geographical and just realign all this to where you just there's like I don't know what you do anymore it just makes no sense it's like when they had to create the American because you've got teams like SMU coming over to what was the Big East yeah. like this is stupid you also have to remember that the playoffs going to expand to 12 teams next year too yeah. so not only is the SEC expand like it's just there are going to be five teams out of the SEC that make the playoff every oh, year oh at right? least I mean at least four at least four probably five it's just Georgia's not Georgia. going anywhere for a decade. No. LSU Kirby leaves. LSU's gonna be so good yeah, this year. Texas, yeah. Alabama, right. Bama, Bama. Ten, either like one of Tennessee, Tennessee, Florida, or like Ole Miss, and then know? maybe yep. Oklahoma, A and M. If yeah. they ever get good and their recruits pan out. So when Jimbo leaves, when, right. the, when, yeah. when, when right. they're able to financially allow him to leave, because he'd be right. gone if they didn't owe him one hundred and fifty yeah. million dollars. I, I am very excited for the playoff, though. Same. But it just, you know, I mean, now that Oklahoma and Texas are in the SEC, I mean, that conference is going to get like four or five teams. Uh, every year. Yeah, it'll it'll be half the playoff almost every single year. The weird part is going to be like, okay, so we're talking about this with college football, but you know, college hoops is going to be weird. That's and then think of like softball. Think of softball, and then women's like, you know, like some of these sports where you don't. I mean, college football, there's so much money. These guys are, like, all flying now. Mm-hmm. But imagine, like, a bus ride from, yeah. you know, California to, like, Rutgers. They, they've got a... F- you know what f- I mean? Well, they're flying. They're not, they're not <laughs> driving cross-country. I don't know. There's not a whole lot of money. Like, I'm all... Unless they just don't schedule those games in the other sports, I don't, I don't, I don't know how you handle that. But you're right; it's, it just makes it that much more difficult. And it's not like fl- even if you're flying commercial, it's only gotten worse. Flying sucks. Yeah. By the way, have you seen this new mock-ups that they they're going to move through? Move some airplanes are going to try and implement double-decker seats. I did. Did you see that? Yeah. So like one seat is way up here, the other is down here. So you're staring at like underneath someone's seat. So if they're ripping farts right in front of your face, you you're getting all that back on you on the <laughs> so, lower seat. So it's true. the bottom bunk, and it's a terrible idea. Uh, but I couldn't just, do that. No, I. I will never. I, I was like, ah, there's not not that big of a deal. I'm I'm not I'm not paying for first class. I'll never oh, I'll never not pay for first. It's class. just after the Phoenix. Choice. I'll never never again. The guy next to me was like first coughing class? and dying next to me. Yeah, I need to be like away from everybody. You're gonna pay twelve hundred bucks to go from. I I legitimately might because I that's how much I hate people and like especially like flying home from like if if you go to Vegas and you you know I, I don't want anybody next to me. I'm sweaty, tired, probably lost a bunch of money. And probably have hurt something. Yeah. At, at the very least, economy plus. At the very least. Yeah, that's probably about more my my pay. My, yeah, my like right, where right you get some legs leg room. At least a little more. On space the way to Miami, good. I was the last row of the entire place. Oh, oh I, the only thing bad it. about that is you can't recline the seat at all. It was horrible. Well, you get the whiff like of the bathroom. Like and you it. also have people standing there the And you're the, the last one off. Yeah. Like oh, yeah, you're stuck. Like the cleaning crew's there. Oh, it's just that you're just... Excuse me. Sorry, excuse me. I gotta, gotta get off my plane. Yeah, don't have a layover if you're doing that. That's no. for sure.